0: the punk
1: and the princess
0: well it's no great surprise because I mentioned it on the show last week but in the first of many such features I'd like to welcome to the show Mr. Duncan Reed ex of the boys and currently of the big heads there you go What an introduction.
2: Anybody would think you'd know what you're doing.
0: (laughs) So how are you, sir?
2: Well, I'm all right. I'm the same as everybody else. Getting bored, stuck indoors, looking forward to uh, going out, but otherwise all right.
0: Well, that's good. Well, anyone who knows your story is well aware of your punk background, playing with the Ramones, having a fight with your band, etc., etc. And uh, those who don't can Google it. So let's get on to the serious stuff, shall we?
1: Right. Oh, let's
2: get serious. Cool. Yeah.
1: So I'll call you Sir Duncan because you're like a legend to me. So- <laughs> <laughs> Sir Duncan,
2: I yeah, should be. Sir I Duncan, be Sir yeah.
1: Duncan. First question. What's the best and worst thing about being a world-renowned megastar? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing is beating off the women with a stick.
0: That
1: ah, well, must be terrible.
2: <laughs> they're just always <laughs> bothering me. You know, just, day and night turning up in the cupboard everywhere that's, the worst that's your
1: fault for being good looking oh, well,
2: <laughs> that, that, that's the burden we have to we have to carry you know and the um, the best thing is beating off the women with a stick
0: <laughs> shall I go answer. away
1: shall I let you both talk
0: <laughs> is that hey, is this going to be you is it is
1: right it gonna be, what are you going to be hiding in this
0: cupboard <laughs>
1: next question have you ever thought about getting a proper job <laughs>
2: I have proper jobs i I, I, I did no music at all for 17 years between when the boys stopped in the 80s and when they started again and i did various things including um running nottingham forest football club
1: oh wow really
2: oh yeah um it's one of the most popular blogs i ever wrote was my about my years in football and it's on 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 the website if people want to look it up i think it's called the story with no song because i've often Written blogs there about the stories behind the songs, and I've not written one about my time in football, but it was brilliant.
0: I think it's amazing. Uh, I've 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 not seen that.
2: Roller coaster.
0: Who was your uh, who was your biggest star at the time then?
2: In the Forest team, there was a few ex England internationals like Steve Stone, but the big star at that time was a Dutch international called Pierre Van Hooijdonk. Oh right, yeah, yeah. um, I tell the story about we, we we bought him when we were in the Premier League and uh, from Celtic and signed a deal that if he scored something like 25 goals in a season, uh, we'd have to pay them about another £500,000. And in the Premier League, thought, there's no way he's going <laughs> to score 25 goals. Of course, then we got relegated and he was knocking the middle and left, right and centre. <laughs> and um, it was at Manchester City. We were playing them away. And we were 3-0 up and got a penalty and he was on 24 goals. And I was thinking, don't let him take the penalty. I pract- <laughs> they practically had to stop me running on to the ball nick the ball. Because he, he, he promptly, you know... St- uh, stepped up, scored the penalty, we were 4-0 up and it cost 500 grand <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet you were popular
2: Yeah. <laughs> with the accountant, anyway time when we got promoted again to the Premier League and we were playing West Ham at home and I, invite, uh, I invited a few friends up from London and as we got to the ground they took their seat, seats the whole crowd was singing sack the board, sack the board <laughs> they said who are they singing about they said me <laughs>
0: So yeah, that's that's quite amazing that you went from uh, from play, playing in a successful band. Well, I went through a, for, team. For a few amazing. things
2: because um, uh, I worked for Andrew Lloyd Webber for quite a bit, uh, and I was sort of uh, living out of a suitcase, travelling the world, putting on shows, and doing things like you know film deals and setting up. Ticketing and what have you, and um, I went from there. I think I got the job at Nottingham Forest because they said, "Oh, you've been working in a theatre company. What do you know about football?" I said, "Well, you know, working <laughs> in theatres about selling tickets, selling merchandise.
0: Yeah, it's all entertainment,
2: etc." The only difference is the divas are a different sex.
0: <laughs> and, so uh, do- and I got the job. <laughs> I tell you what, he really answered your question there. You, 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 you never thought you were going to get that I know, back at you. I know. That's amazing. But it
2: was a crazy business, football. I mean, it, it was just nuts. You know, the the money comes in. Obviously, a lot of money comes in. It goes straight out in the payroll. Yeah, yeah. of course. But, um, it is eye-watering, and it's it's just nuts. That's why, when you look at it today, you know, Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea, you've got to be an American billionaire, a Saudi oil family, or a Russian oligarch. It's just uh, beyond, beyond your run-of-the-mill everyday billionaire.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, wow. well, there you go, Mika. <laughs> That's put you in your place, I know, hasn't it? I know. Have you ever tried to? Uh, have you ever thought about getting a proper job? There you go. Yeah. Oh, so, Duncan, if you've got the choice. Recording now in your own studio, and I've been watching some of the blogs that you've been doing about how to write your write a song. Uh, so, if you could record in your own studio now, I'll go back to made of made of vale in nineteen seventy eight. What would it be?
2: Oh, now. Really? Um. Hmm? Digital recording is fantastic. Oh. You right. know there was. Um, when you used to have a tape machine going round and round, there was actually a lot of pressure yeah. because um, you had to get it right. And that sort of cramps your style a bit, whereas now it, it's the equivalent of, you know, all of us write letters on a word processor and you know how you go back and you can correct it.
0: It must, have been, it must be amazing to think that if you could go back to Maida Vale in 1978, with all the equipment you've got now, what would you have been able to do? I mean, you were there with a, probably a four track studio or something, and, uh, I and think now. Say,
2: uh, maybe 16, I think. But, yeah. Um, I mean, the people that blow me away is when you listen to what the Beatles did with four tracks. It's just incredible. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and. The the good thing about Made A for the John Peel sessions and what have you is that you only had a certain amount of time. And if you were playing live a lot like we were, and, and it was relatively simple music, you could bang it down. Um, and by that time of course you had been playing the songs a lot, so you could bash them out and do them relatively quickly, so it was okay.
0: Did you play on the Peel session? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's amazing. I'm going to have to hunt that out. I love John Peel. I met
2: him once. Uh, I met John Peel once because um, I think he felt very burnt and badly let down by some of the early heroes that he got very close to, like Mark Bolan right? And people, who he sort of felt had turned around and dumped on him a little. And he was very wary of meeting musicians who he still had a great admiration for. And he was, you know, great for us. And I met him at the Speakeasy, which is one of the clubs where everybody used to go to yeah. it Was in those days everything shut at 11 didn't it and getting a drink after 11 there was only about one one place open in london <laughs> you know so everybody used to go you'd go i've, I've written a song about it as lemmy on the fruit machine and uh you know everybody was there finn all the old guard like finn lizzie were there and all the young punks were there and i had a good chat with um john peeling he was very very shy but very entertaining he told loads of tony blackburn stories about what a nutter he was
0: <laughs> tony totally blackburn is uh, a nutter
2: Apparently, I've never met him. Really? But, um, and then he on the, on the radio show the day after, he said he was very sorry for, for um, distracting me from the girl I was trying to chat with. Wasn't, wasn't true at all.
0: <laughs> so, uh, right. spill it. Hang on. Hang yeah. on. Hang, uh, hang on. Uh, spill uh, the goss on Andrew Lloyd Webber then. What's he like? Yeah. Come on. Ooh. Give us an exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh. Ah. Oh,
1: God.
0: Got you thinking now. <laughs>
2: But, um, you know, I had um, a lot of admiration for him because when you have to get as involved in those musicals as much as I did, you see how well written they are. Although when you're watching Phantom of the Opera for the 55th time and it's in Dutch. Oh, wow. (laughs) <laughs> and you do think I might slip my throat <laughs> rather than have to sit here for two and a half hours and get through this?
0: To be fair, um, I think I'd be, I'd feel like that after one Andrew Lloyd Webber oh, musical. No, the first never mind. I
2: saw them. To be fair, you know, I, I I really enjoyed them. In fact, my young daughter, I took to one well, sort Sunset Boulevard, and she loved them all. In and she was you know went to see them all obviously because I could get her in for nothing. <laughs> and um, she sat there, and at the end, she was mortified. I think she was about five because um, the hero gets, sh- you know the film, that the hero gets shot by Norman Desmond at the end and ends up in the swimming pool. And she was mortified. And then they came out for the curtain call where they do the bow. And she was so relieved that he was back alive. She turned <laughs> to me and said, see, I, I knew it would have a happy ending.
0: Oh, that's, <laughs> that's so nice. But
2: the other thing that was fascinating about him is he wrote the overwhelming majority of his good stuff when he was really quite young. And he had what we called his bottom drawer and Um. he had all these songs in there, and he'd pull them out and put them in a musical, and then, no, no, I'll put that one back. And he'd get another one out. And if you notice in his musicals, the the songs get more strung out and used more and more as he goes along, because his bottom drawer was getting a bit empty
0: oh right oh, well there you yeah. go that, that's yeah,
2: you it a Vita or jesus christ Superstar. millions of songs yeah. yeah and when by the time you get to the later ones you'll notice that there are fewer songs that reprise more and more often
0: well there you go that's a bit of an exclusive <laughs> know, for me yeah, i didn't yeah. know they did that sort of thing but
1: right yeah. sir duncan yes I've got, <laughs> I've got five questions for you and these are really important questions
2: okay
1: (laughs) with the current big heads on tour well you'll be touring soon (laughs) with the lockdown being lifted (laughs) yeah back in the day right who is the most annoying
2: the most annoying? Got to be me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the others all say.
0: I wonder if the answers <laughs> are all going to be me.
2: <laughs> I'm, like the, I'm like the dad with three three little puppies or kittens. And I have to keep them in order. So they're always getting annoyed at me because uh, I'm trying to get them to go to bed. <laughs> and they won't.
1: <laughs> right. Who's got the worst personal hygiene?
2: Oh, that's Nick. <laughs> Without any, and I had to share a room with him as well. <laughs> <laughs> He's hardly got a change of clothes on him. <laughs> right. But the other two girls, I mean, the other two are girls. They're as clean as, uh, you know, a very clean little
0: baby well that's a bit strange actually because i would not have answered that question um that it would be me <laughs> if you'd asked us the same thing Who have, who out of us two has the worst personal hygiene like the no, most the two, farty the, or whatever <laughs> i know who it would two be women in the band definitely smell the best Ah, <laughs> oh, that's nice well. <laughs> you're lucky
1: <laughs> next question most likely to forget to pack underwear
0: sophie <laughs>
2: <laughs> most likely to forget to, forget to pack anything.
1: <laughs> right. Most likely to go into a strop. Um,
2: <laughs> probably Sophie, although we don't have a lot of strops. Oh,
1: poor Sophie. <laughs> we
2: don't have a lot of strops. We get on really well. It's, it's one of the great things about it, really.
1: Right. And sitting with their headphones on in their own world.
2: Oh, that's everybody.
1: <laughs>
2: I'll be driving I'll be dry I'll be driving the car and i realize I've been talking to myself for five minutes. I've got their headphones on and nobody's listening <laughs> to me.
0: That's really good. Can I ask a follow up question? So yeah. where did you bury the original big heads when he got fed up of them? The original You know, from the from the Kelly's Gone Insane era. Um
2: well they, they they just came and went um you know it's a natural thing it's been te- it's been 10 years tom um the the drummer uh decided he wanted to be a manager um i think with mauro who you saw at stockton it was uh, you know a young family and it's difficult to be to be away all the mm-hmm. time a
0: touring band yeah
2: um, yeah so it's just um e- everyday pressures really
0: natural evolution then eh
2: yeah, natural
1: evolution. Right, all punks seemed angry.
0: Yeah, we had this conversation, uh, I, I think it was last week, or maybe the, No, I'll tell you when it was. It was Valentine, when I, I played Stiff Little Fingers Barbed Wire Love on the Valentine show. I mean, I think it's an, I think it's a nice love song with lyrical twists that are similar to the ones you put in your songs, uh, Duncan, but Mika didn't like it.
1: Your song seemed very mellow, Duncan, so what does make you angry?
2: Oh, well, a very controversial. There was there an was incident on... On Saturday, well, I, I have I have a lot of friends who are Brexiteers, and um, <laughs> are, I, I, I think they're wrong, but I respect their point of view. This complete see you next Tuesday came on, and <laughs> uh, um, it's a bit of a sore point with musicians because we've been a bit stuffed by it. We can't play very easily in europe anymore and i was feeling a bit sorry for myself and he came on and was getting asking me to write a song about how great boris johnson was and how great brexit was it was just bad timing and i gave him both barrels uh, (laughs) a little bit guilty afterwards well you're um,
0: fortunate because on this show we don't talk about anything like that there's no (laughs) there's no talk of current affairs or anything like that nothing uh, remotely or vaguely sensible
2: wrong time with his thick ideas, so uh,
0: he got it. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. But uh, let's um, let's see if this makes you angry, because I'm going to do a little feature now, Duncan. I hope you don't mind. It's what we call this. True.
3: or oh, false. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to ask you some questions, uh, Duncan, and if you get them right, you'll get this. And if you get them wrong, you'll get this. <laughs> I want
2: to get the second one. I
0: like that noise. (laughs) Okay. So here's here's the first one. My dad knows Sting's dad because they worked on a milk round together. Is that true? Oh,
3: false. I think it's true.
0: You think true? It is true. I didn't make that one up.
1: (laughs) I said false on that one.
0: I know. And okay, here's one for you. True or false, I'm going to give you a little bit of time to think about this one. True or false, drummers are not musicians. True.
3: false. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so come on, drummers are it not is, musicians. It
2: is a bit of a contradiction in terms that someone who, who, who hits things for a job is uh, uh, should be called a musician, but I think they
1: are. I think they
0: are. No, I, nope, sorry, I'm not having that. I,
1: I'm, with you. I'm with you, Duncan. They are musicians. I know, but in, uh, th- there was a study done
0: by the world-famous Institute of Made-Up Statistics in 2018, and they categorically proved that drummers are not musicians. But anyway, I'll move Most
2: on. drummers are mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know how well, from, like, from Muppet. They are
1: yeah, like that. Yeah. No, no, I'll put this. I've got a question, Duncan. I just want to ask you this question. We had this argument a few weeks ago are singers considered as musicians? Of course they are. Yes.
0: Um, yes.
1: No, it's yes! the same. No, no the same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the same study yeah, proved that's that. Oh, on my no, side. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: no. We're always losing our voice. It's bloody exactly. With
0: exactly. Voice. Yeah, oh no, but you're exactly. a bass player. You get away with it, Duncan. You. you no, well, I, I know. Actually, things. you play all sorts of things, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so. No, well, I'm. Was, um,
2: I was interviewed by this magazine called Bass Player once, and it was a really serious muso magazine. And they won't speak to me again because, because um, they said, what, what could be done to improve the bass guitar? And I said, lose a string, make it three strings. <laughs> and then they said, um, what, you know, what, what's your favourite bass guitar? I said, I don't care as long as I can jump around with it.
0: <laughs> so not exactly nice. an expert opinion there, but And you don't mind as long as it's purple.
2: Exactly, I've got the best looking base in the world. Which brings me on to this
0: question. Hang on a second, hang on. This is, uh, remember, we're doing this feature.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) True. Oh, false.
0: (laughs) So, is it true or false that purple was originally made from the mucus of tiny sea snails? False. No! no it's actually <laughs> true
2: no it's bollocks always
0: existed. <laughs> no it was tyrian tyrian purple from murex snails it meant that anyone who was wearing purple back in this is like roman times we're talking about was very very rich because it cost a lot of money and took a lot of them to make purple so that's, that's why purple
2: dye
0: <laughs> i am the
1: color purple yeah. <laughs> so duncan what's with the purple why are you always wearing purple
2: it was just when, when when I started, you know, on on my own, um, i had been wearing black all the time with the boys, and everybody was wearing black, and I think it was in Berlin. Everybody looked cool, but everybody had black jeans, black t-shirt, black leather jacket, and a black hoodie. Everybody, yeah. I've, got, I've got to be different from this. <laughs> so it was either green or purple, and I went for purple.
0: Ooh, nice. Well, at this stage, I think, on the colour of purple, we'll take a, a small break and we'll play a tune. And uh, the song is Purple Rain by Prince. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Another little purple man. <laughs> <laughs> Another little purple man. <laughs> I never meant
3: to call to you when it's all over. Never meant to cause you any pain Only one of
1: Princess.
3: I never wanted to be your wicked lover. I only wanted to be some kind of friend. Baby, I could never steal you. Better close.
1: princess
0: okay welcome back with uh, we, with us we have the magnificent duncan reed Woo! of the boys in the big heads and
2: who's now a duke
0: he's now a duke <laughs> <laughs> have you been demoted while uh, we were playing the song i've,
2: I've, I've inherited <laughs> some land
0: oh what well, is that real <laughs> 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 well look Duncan if you could, just off the top of your head pick a song for us to play later in the show by someone else not not with a personal connection just a track you love
2: um can it be any genre
0: anything you like
2: wicked games by chris isaac
0: oh really oh, i used to do a rock yeah, cover yeah, of that yeah. when i played in a in a cover band it's yeah, a good one and, uh, oh, yeah it's
2: beautifully atmospheric yeah. and i love all the echo all the reverb st- guitar on it I think
3: it's
0: brilliant well we'll definitely do that one and uh, pick another one from the later in the show from your back catalogue and obviously not your uh, your new single because we're going to play that anyway anything um, from the boys the Ramones the Big Heads whatever you think Bombs Away Bombs Away great choice I like that
1: right I love that Green Day said you inspired them who inspired you
0: who
2: inspired me yeah oh god where'd you start where'd you end <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Ramones are right up there, of course. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're iconic. But I sort of my earliest memories watching the Beatles at the Palladium, you know, wow. and, and then um, the Rolling Stones coming on. They, my granny and great aunties all love the Beatles, and they hated the Rolling Stones. So <laughs> and then through the sixties, Credence Clearwater Revival into the the glam stuff in the early seventies, mm-hmm. uh, and loads of stuff that I'm not admitting. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And then, of course, you know, ever
0: onwards. It does sound like you had a run through my dad's record collection. To be fair. <laughs> yeah.
1: Tell us something you've never told anyone before. We promise to keep it to ourselves. Oh, just, just the three of us. Nobody's listening. Promise. I've never
2: told anyone. <laughs> um, I'm, such, I'm, I'm such a blabbermouth. Um...
1: <laughs> no secrets.
0: I suppose you told us about um, Andrew Lloyd Webber. (laughs) Yeah, it was
2: was Andrew Lloyd Webber in Nottingham Forest. My first ever job was um, shifting slabs of meat in a a freezer, a a great big freezer, loading up um, lamb carcasses into a lorry. That was my first ever job. Nice. After (gasps) the day.
0: (laughs) How long did we... Hang on... I put my teeth back in. How long were you doing that?
2: I was doing it for a day. I came home and I was blue and my girlfriend would not let me go back.
0: Oh, that's just as well. I love that. So anyway, before we get to the final part and your new single, um, just wondered if you wanted to do a shout out yourself or a plug or a website thing, whatever you feel.
2: Yeah, everybody give a listen to um, Nick Hughes' new record by The Middle Light Men just come out. It's absolutely brilliant. And a big shout out to uh, Sophie, who is going to have her tonsils out soon.
0: Oh. Oh.
2: And uh, good luck to Karen, who's um, studying music therapy down in Wales.
0: Well, that's great. Thank you very much for that. And now we're going to do something that we call Stupid Irrelevant Quiz Questions of the Week. Now, it's not actually that stupid or irrelevant this time, uh, Mika, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the names of some famous people who married their future ex-wives. And I want you to name those wives. Does that make sense?
2: Me? Both yeah. of you. This I'm is not a, very good at celebrities. This is yeah. a competition.
0: Come on, you, you wrote the song, so you should know. Oh, so,
1: I know. I, I'm, a, I'm a cancer, Duncan Reed. Yes, this oh, is a, it's a competition.
0: Awesome. Let's see. Once
1: in a lifetime, this.
0: I didn't set it up to be a competition, but it can be. So, okay, here we go. So, these are people who married their future ex-wives. Name those wives. The first one, Ashton Kusha. Demi Moore. I don't even know who he is. He's an actor, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, it I is. Demi no Moore. One 0 You can keep your own score. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger.
2: Who did he marry? I once saw him at a film premiere and he had his hand on the bum of the actress, the leading actress uh, who, who was in the film. I can't even remember her name. I don't think he married her.
0: <laughs> just groped her. Yeah, just groped Hashtag her. me too and all that. We were,
2: we were standing behind, all the paparazzi were in front of him and there he was giving her ass a good squeeze. <laughs> and uh, she, she didn't hit him. I guess he's quite a big lad.
1: Uh, yeah. I don't know the answer, so we'll give Sir Duncan that score then. Yeah, go on, then.
0: <laughs> that's a good answer. But uh, yeah, it was Maria Shiver.
1: All right, okay. Who's
0: she? (laughs) Good question. (laughs) Google it. Uh, Right, okay. Hugh Grant.
2: Elizabeth Hurley? Elizabeth Hurley it was indeed. I once slept with Elizabeth Hurley. (laughs) You (laughs) did!
1: I love that. Oh, go on. Come on. on When
2: I was working with Andrew Lloyd Webber, he used to always get bumped up to first class because he used to give all the um, hostesses free tickets to Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. (laughs) So I got on the plane and I went to the front of the plane and sat down and then Elizabeth Hurley got on and she sat in the uh, airplane seat next to me. And I went to sleep,
0: and she went to sleep. <laughs> oh, that is so sweet. <laughs> I, so I always you say know.
2: I once slept with Elizabeth Hurley, and
0: it's true. <laughs> That's a great claim to fame. I, don't I like know that, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for the next one, Mickey? I thought you were going to interrupt me there. You didn't like that answer. It was like you were going to challenge. Yeah. Um, Are we going to VAR?
1: Duncan. He yeah. seems to know more than me. <laughs> were they married in the first place? I thought they were just like Hugh Grant and Elizabeth Hurley.
2: I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Assume they were, but they might not have been.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's go anyway. on to the next one. Come on. Yeah, come Brad on. Pitt. Um, oh,
2: God, what's the name?
0: Angelina uh, Jolie. Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Angelina <laughs> uh, okay. Jolie, yeah. We'll call that, we'll call that a draw. <laughs> and uh, Brad Pitt again. Come on.
2: Oh, that bird from Friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer
0: Aniston. Oh, oh, come Tyler. on. You. <laughs> that was a good team effort. I'll Tyler. give you both a point for that one. Uh, Tiger Woods.
1: Mrs Woods oh, <laughs>
0: Mrs Woods it was <laughs> actually no it wasn't I don't know uh, Ellen Nordgren I don't know. I don't know Ellen Nordgren no, yeah. no she's a model I think Ryan Reynolds
2: don't
1: know no I don't know Scarlett Johansson Jesse James I don't know I don't know him Sandra Bullock okay Russell Brand Katy Perry
0: Katy Perry <laughs> oh you're one ahead now Tom Cruise
2: uh, Katie Holmes the Australian woman This Nicole
0: Kidman Nicole Kidman that's
2: it I said
1: her he's got loads of X though that's a
0: thing yeah I know that's a problem isn't it he's got loads of future XY so you can both have a point for that one but I think Mika you won it by one hang on there you go have that
2: I'm not ashamed to lose a (laughs) solution
0: you did a good you did a good job
1: (laughs) Sir Duncan, thank you so much for joining us. Ladies My and pleasure. gentlemen, it's Mr. Duncan Reed.
2: The fanfare's late.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sir Duncan. Sir Duncan. Cut it off. Yep. Sir Duncan. Yeah? <laughs> I thought i have lost you. I've got one final question.
2: Go on then.
1: If I send you a friend request on Facebook, will you accept it?
2: (laughs) I will do. I normally normally don't even bother looking at them, but I promise I will. I look out for it.
1: I'm looking at your Facebook account now. I'm going to press Add friend.
2: <laughs> okay, I will definitely look out
0: for <laughs> Thank you, Duncan. You've Thank been a really good so sport. Much. Thanks for joining us. I really, My really pleasure. appreciate it. That's, that's fantastic. That's the amazing Mr. Duncan Reed. Now, we're going to play your latest single. And so just in your best DJ voice, introduce the track.
2: Here is a song about women written a lot a song about women and these are women who know what they're doing it's called your future at Swife.
0: thank you very much
3: Woo! <laughs> welcome sir won't you step right in i'll take a coat as i give you my best breath. we have it all for the new high fly. whiskey bucket to fulfill your heart's design Your future ex-wife Your future trouble and strife Come on and take my advice Add a little risk to your life Here she is your future ex-wife Your future sugar and spice I use on everything nice Trouble but worth a high price Hello gorgeous, buy a girl a drink Something bubbly, soft but tall and slightly pink Something sweet that clashes with my hand Something I can use to toast our shoulder band Look into my eyes Enter paradise Let me be your future ex-wife Your future trouble and strife I'll help you reach the next light For a better little streetwise Here I am, your future ex-wife Your future trouble and strife A crisis for your midlife Relax and give up the fight Trouble and strife. I'll help you reach the next life. More about a little shape wise. This is your I, future ex wife. You your future trouble and strife. The price is for your headline. Real give up a fight. Let me be your future ex wife. Come, sir. Let your life
1: begin. The pump. ¡Princess!